<laughs> Pot of gold. I could really use a change of scenery. Yeah. Everybody's smoking all the greenery. Yeah. Close the match because they were handed down to me. But I'm still fly. I'm still fly. I know. I'm still fly. I'm still fly. Let's go. Like you, it could all be to make the man, but that poison's gonna chew you from the inside out. So right now, say it with your chest now, say it with your chest now. I'm Another episode of Ramble by the River. Today, my guest is JJ Veal. Hey, how you guys doing? Welcome to the studio, JJ. Thank you for having me on the show. Very, show. very good to have you here. And it's definitely not your first time here. You're here all the time. <laughs> nope. It's kind of second home base for fishing. So JJ works for my father-in-law, and he as a commercial fisherman. And this is their gear shed that I'm kind of mooching off of. <laughs> uh, I have tucked up here in the corner. So they're here pretty often, and my house is out behind. So um, how'd you get involved in fishing? Um, Got a call from a couple friends of the family in 2012, and I wasn't really doing anything. I was club promoting out in Seattle, which involved just partying and meeting people. And uh wasn't really going anywhere, doing anything. It was a career. They hit me up and were like, hey, why don't you come out here, see if we get you in a cannery. And I thought about it for about a month and came out. And uh, the second day I was here, the husband and wife were supposed to be cutting long line bait for Horton. And I, I think it was the husband was sick or something or had something to do. So I, the wife asked me if I wanted to go down. I was like, hey, sure. And went down there and started cutting bait. I met John DeMassey, he used to work for Horton, and uh, now my best friend, I call him my brother. Met him back there, bullshitting, good hour, and then Horton walks around the corner, introduces himself, I introduce myself, and says, hey, good job doing that. If you want to earn a couple bucks, come back to the shed tomorrow, and I'll have something for you to do, and just went from there. <laughs> Been back every day since. Yep. That's uh, awesome. You, just, you guys just hit it off right away. Pretty much. Pretty That's much. Cool. Yeah, it seems like John's got a habit of taking, just recognizing a good guy and snagging him up, holding on to him. Especially, uh, it sounds like you were, I mean, you're not an experienced fisherman, right? No, not at all. So he must have seen some potential. He's seen something. <laughs> I'm glad he did. I feel very fortunate. I'm in the spot I'm in right now, you know? Yeah. He, he's an amazing guy, and he's more of a friend than a boss, to be honest. He's he's an excellent person. I. I can't say enough good things about John. He's yeah. been really, really, a, uh, I don't know, I feel very welcomed by him and the family. Yep. He's, and that's a spot where you can easily be a jerk, like being the father-in-law, the uh, patriarch, oh, head of the family. New guy comes in, and it's easy to be, like, weird or standoffish, <laughs> but he's never made me feel remotely uncomfortable. He's, like, he's just a warm, loving, nice, generous guy. Yeah, that's very true. Very 
open-minded accepting you know yeah um i've noticed that you're by your posts on social media that mm -hmm. you you feel like really connected to the ocean and fishing is that is that accurate that's very accurate like you feel like a more of a at peace you know yeah just some kind of connection <laughs> had you ever been out on the ocean before you started fishing with horton nope wow not at all not at all i uh i've been down to the area when i was younger and one time me and my family actually camped at the uh k and i think it's called oh okay right next to the no the k&m okay oh, right next to the gear shed oh yeah and uh we stayed there wow and i had no idea i've been down to the port and seen the boats seen the uh crab pots didn't know anything about it and never thought in a million years i'd be doing it yeah <laughs> But I, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. <clears throat> yeah, so um, basically, well, I guess well, let's just start earlier. Can you tell me about your, your past? Like, where'd you, where were you born and where did you grow up? Do you have a, what's your story? Uh, I've been a city boy all my life. Um, not really too much of a backstory. I was adopted at three weeks. Oh, you got to have a backstory. That's a backstory. <laughs> <laughs> um, never met my biological parents. Not yet. I'm still kind of on the line about that, but are you looking? Or I've made baby steps towards it, but never really fully committed to it. And it's just, it's honestly a conflict with myself. Oh, I, I bet. Yeah, it, I'm not good with emotions, so I don't know how I'd react to the situation. I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, grew up. I have a older sister and a younger sister, so I was the brother so grew up i got in a lot of fights got in trouble <laughs> where are so are they uh biological or adopted brother and sister my older sister is my mom's biological daughter and then my younger sister was adopted also okay cool um what was the age difference between my younger and me is four years and I think me and my older sister is about 10 years, maybe, maybe a little bit more than that. Can't exactly remember, but, uh, but pretty, pretty significant, pretty significant. I'm going to turn this heater on. It's a little chilly. Okay. So what was your, your youth like? Were you a troublemaker? Were you a nerd? Yep. Were you a jock? What'd you do? Uh, kind of a combination of three. Where'd you go to, where'd you go to <laughs> your primary education, elementary school and high school? Uh, elementary was Edison Elementary, and I graduated from Foss, actually. And what, what cities? Uh, Foss is in Tacoma. Tacoma, okay. Uh, yep, yep, yep. So uh, did, you, was that, did you live in a nice part of Tacoma or a bad part? I've, I've noticed there's a lot of variation. It's a pretty nice part, and kind of in between. My dad still mm -hmm. lives there, but uh, it's pretty nice. What do your parents do? About uh, They're both retired. My dad worked on a railroad for 35 years for Burlington Northern Santa Fe. My mom, she has been manager of several businesses. Um, just recently, she managed a restaurant, and she's actually in Arizona right now. Oh, nice. Living a retired life. <laughs> you guys pretty close? Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, very close to my, my parents. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. I have, need to get back to see him. Have you, they, have you had him out here? They come out here every once in a while, and I go and visit them. I visited my dad about two months ago, and then uh, plans are after crab season, I'm gonna fly out to see my mom in Arizona. Cool. 
So that'd be fun. I've, I've been out there once and fell in love with it. I like desert. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's nice to <clears throat> the dry air. Yeah. Yeah. Especially after living here, everything's wet all the time. It's that wet heat that kills you, man. That's the dry what they heat's say. perfect, but yeah. that wet heat, you can't breathe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never been to anywhere like Mississippi or Louisiana, those really muggy places. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I've heard it's pretty I heard swampy. Florida's horrible, too. Yeah. There's some parts of it that look all right. But as far as, like, that weather and lots of fun stuff to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of fun stuff to do, what what do you do for fun? Um, For fun... Well, my fiance has got me into gardening and crafts lately. I really enjoy it. What are you um, crafting? What are you growing? Um, actually, I, right before I came here, I just rototilled the garden. <laughs> um, last year we did a few corn stalks. Uh, two hoot sunflowers got to be like nine, ten foot. Damn. Um, potatoes, carrots, squash. Let's see, green beans, snap peas, strawberries. Yeah, straight uh, up farm. Yeah, there's a couple more I can't remember right now. Um, oh, onions, green onions. We did a couple spices. We have oregano, rosemary. Um, we did a succulent garden. Kind of, it's a probably a two foot by two foot double stack planter box mm-hmm. full of succulents. And I, I've had a hard time with succulents. I was overwater them. I honestly they don't, they I, don't need much. I've never had a problem with succulents. They, I you, you barely have to take care of them. Actually, it yeah, seems exactly. Like. I'm I'm overbearing. <clears throat> I'm a helicopter helicopter gardener for succulents. It's just too much. Well, it's so interesting to see the shit grow. You know, you're like, man. Yeah, it's wonderful. Every day, every morning, I'd be out in the garden, like looking at plants, <laughs> sending me in the background. Like, hey, they're not going to grow any faster, but it's it's cool to grow plants that do grow fast. It um, is where you go and stare at them every day. Like <laughs> I, well, I've grown some plants, and like it's just I got to where I knew them. Like almost felt like they had a personality or something. Yeah. Like I would just stare at them all all the time, just like what sitting there. How I'm gonna planning out how I'm gonna prune <laughs> them, which branches to like what let grow and which ones to get get out of there, and like right. It's fun. I I really like it. And then yeah. There's some research that's pretty interesting about plants and uh, consciousness. Really? Like, yeah. I mean, you could say consciousness. It might not be that, but plants are receptive to sound, and they react to sound and tone. Like, there's this one study. I've talked about this before. I don't even know if that was on the podcast or in my real life. <laughs> um, but probably maybe even both. But um, they played music to these plants, uh, like, in different control groups, they played hard rock to one group and like classical to another. Uh huh. Dang it, my phone. Sorry about that. Oh no worries. Unprofessional. Ah, whatever. Damn, lost my train of thought. Too. <laughs> the plants and the music. Um. Oh yeah. The so. The ones that they played happy music to grew better, <laughs> or some shit like that. I don't remember exactly. I fucked it up. Yeah. But, um. <laughs> I go on a random adventures. So that's really cool. Yeah, me too. What kind of random adventures you've been doing? Uh, we just went to Seaside, kind of spur of the moment. Just got back today, actually. Um, How, oh, like just, as a little vacation? Just a little getaway, just for crab season, and 
spent the first night just me and Cindy, my fiance, and uh, you guys set a date. Was it? Uh, we're gonna we're thinking sometime around Halloween this upcoming year. Cool. And uh, the first night is just me and her. The second or the second day we went and got the kid, and then spent out there with her, and everything closed by like seven. Mm-hmm. So it kind of sucked. But this morning Close we got the life, <laughs> right? But this morning we got to walk around the town in a little bit and did some shopping for the kid. Got a sweet pair of fucking, I think they're Converse. Nice. I'm pretty sure they're Converse. So all sculled out in neon colors, glowing with black light. I'll have to show you a picture. <laughs> yeah, I like Converse. They're pretty good, good shoes. I can't hardly wear them, though. My feet are too big. Uh, they're my favorite shoes. They're pretty comfortable. A lot of lifters wear them. Really? Mm-hmm. You got those little zoomies. Those are sick. Oh, yeah, they have little Celosity mushrooms on them. Yeah. Oh, those are cool. It suits her. Definitely her style. <laughs> you ever try those? Uh Oh, yeah. You like them? I like them. <laughs> Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Got any stories? First time I did them, I was sitting in my apartment all by myself. Nighttime, lights were off. I had a black light above my TV. And I was sitting there listening to music, my TV was off, and I swear half my TV just melted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, same night, I probably spent a half an hour staring at the ground because the wood grains in my floor were all moving different directions. It was pretty fun. <laughs> I yeah, enjoyed it. Was it was pretty cool. Never had a bad trip, but uh, I, I enjoy them every once in a while. Mm-hmm. So if we say a bunch of stuff and don't want it on there we just snip it out uh, uh, it's that not, makes me feel a little better <laughs> yeah yeah and you can and i'll i'll you can even listen to it before i launch it oh uh, sweet because i usually make i like they come out 10 days after we record okay so it's uh yeah a week from saturday i think is when actually i have the calendar right here we can look i'm not gonna lie i was nervous as shit <laughs> well, don't i was be. like i've never done anything like this but me neither man um, <laughs> i keep telling the story vaguely on the podcast but i i did this myspace shit when i was 17 oh the good old days yeah and um i got in big trouble because <laughs> i made a fake profile for one of my teachers and they expelled me from high school oh shit yeah and so i yeah you will be february 27th your episode will come out oh awesome um so remember everybody february 27th yep <laughs> pump it <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I was really paranoid about any any kind of public exposure of my true thoughts and feelings forever. Right. Because, I mean, it's been uh, like 15 years, what something like that. Nah, I don't know. What's what's 32 minus 17? That's uh, that's the amount of years. Yeah. No, no, I'm asking the audience. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah, but <clears throat> it, it made it to where I just had a really hard time doing this yeah and i like to, i like to write and I, I like to write comedy and and i really wanted to go try stand up and stuff but i couldn't do it because i was just terrified that i was going to offend somebody they would like somehow end up getting me to lose my job or lose my security so you know, my views on people are so fucking just people are a bunch of bitches sissies now dude yeah. and it's like the way I see it is like fuck what anybody thinks do what makes you feel good do what makes you happy do what makes like your family and 
the people you care about happy. That's what I think too. With the caveat of don't hurt other people. Yeah, exactly. Just and do your own thing. That's it. Stay in your lane, you know. And I, don't. I don't know why it's suddenly everyone's job to harass and you know keep track of everyone else. Right. It's, That's not how society understand. works. That's one of the main reasons I moved out here. It's, I mean, it's way slower pace. Everybody pretty much leaves you alone. Yeah, there's that small town gossip and shit. So it goes on. Yeah, but, everybody knows what's going on with your life. But yeah, but at the same time, like if something happens. Usually somebody's gonna like reach out to you and be like, "Hey, are you okay? Or can yeah. I help you? Or you know, it's it's an awesome feeling." And yeah, it is good. Community is just important, no matter where you are. It is. It and really it's is. Weird about the city because you you're surrounded by people, but you don't know any of them. Exactly. It's a weird feeling. You always gotta look over your shoulder. It's, yeah. It's stressful. Low, <laughs> low level anxiety all the time. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and then just also it's that like. You're you still get lonely, like you still need oh, connection yeah. with uh, people all around you, which is a is a weird feeling too. It is. You could be in a crowded mall out in the city, not know anybody, and feel just so fucking alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then at the same time, you're like, well, yeah, I could go meet people, but if I be myself, I got pretty fucked up mind and a dark sense of humor. But if I be myself. I mean, they're gonna scare people. They're gonna take something the wrong way. Call the cops on me. Be like, "Hey, he said he's gonna cut somebody's face off or something like that." I was like, "No, that was, that's, that's a joke." A joke, you know? Don't you watch ID Channel? Shit happens. <laughs> yeah, I, I, <clears throat> I, I have to go with just the uh, attempt to just do my best. Like, I'm gonna yeah. try to be a good person. I think I am a good person. I so think you are. From if I just go with my gut, hopefully nothing bad will happen. Yeah, that's um, how. Life should be, man. I think I mean, so, too. Why can't everybody understand that? Just be good. I but mean, then when you do mess up, you have to be able to catch it. <clears throat> yeah. And if people call you on it, you, know, you got to own up to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which I try to do that, too. I'm quick to apologize when I fuck up. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Yeah, it's part of being an adult, man. It makes life a lot easier. <laughs> it does. You don't have to. You don't have the anxiety of, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Just get it out there. Get it over with. Be upfront about it. Yeah. So when does crab season start? Um, we just loaded the haul boat yesterday, and we dump on the thirteenth, I believe, Saturday, mm. and we get to start running the sixteenth, three days after. Cool. Is everybody relieved to get a date? Yes, it's long <clears throat> overdue. Everybody's ready to go. We need to go. <laughs> yeah. Could you explain a little bit about just a little rundown of how crabbing works and how like when you can do it and when you can't do it and how it's a really big deal and the competition's pretty like fierce out there and all of that just because for the listeners who don't know how does the season work like how do they figure out when to set the date? I think it has to do with well, no one. We just got over the issue of democ acid, which is a red algae that appears every year around here and. It affects the clams, razor clams. Because they're filter feeders and they suck it up. Yep. And razor clams are one of the clam or uh, crab's main food sources. Oh, so they eat that and it and goes they into get them. It. Yeah. And so this year it stuck around a little bit longer and way higher numbers, but it's poisonous to humans if consumed. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just got the go ahead to go out and catch so what we do is we load the haul boat which we just did yesterday it's a 110 i think foot boat king crabber whoa load it with what uh crab pots 
um, ranging from 36 inch to 42 inch. And I think we have about rough guess, probably 700 on there. Mm-hmm. And Saturday, we're going to go out and wherever the captains wants their strings to be, the string is a line of a uh, row of crab pots. Start dumping them off the boat, all baited up. And uh, three days later, we get to go out there and start running gear. Nice. What so, does running gear mean? Running gear is pulling up your crab pots. Basically, you pull up on a buoy. I'm a block man, so my job is to take a buoy stick, which is a 10-foot pole with a hook on it. You hook the buoy, pull into you, throw it in what is called a hydraulic block, which is pretty much a hydraulic-powered wheel that you throw your line in, and it brings up your pot. What happens if you get your hand stuck in that thing? It hurts. <laughs> I've done it twice, and it hurts. Oh, I bet. <laughs> that, that sounds terrible. Uh, <laughs> um, last time was about three fast. years ago. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, hydraulics are very unforgiving. Unforgiving, and shit happens fast out there. I bet. So once you get your pot up to the boat, you have a dump box sitting in between you and your wet side guy or back deck guy. You both catch the pot, land it on the boat or on the dump box, dump your crab out, grab your there's usually well depending on the captain you have so many bait cans inside this crab pot take those out dump the old bait in grab a handful of bait stuff it in the crab cans or the bait cans put them back in the pot shut the lid dump back over and you do this five six hundred times a day (laughs) rain or shine rain or shine just gotta go do it that's how you make your money and uh see where was I going with that. You That's a good that's a good explanation. <laughs> I it's it's kinda hard to explain without like actually seeing it. Yeah, I know. We gotta get the video going on this podcast. Yeah. I have a video sport crab and somehow if you can figure it out, I'll send you that video and you can post it. Yeah, dude. Send it to me, I'll put it on the YouTube channel. We have a YouTube channel, I just haven't oh, posted nice. anything on it. That's awesome, uh, man. Yeah. But I I need to get a camera that you know I can use for video it's just i'm just not quite ready for all of that yet but i'm close i I will be at some point baby steps you'll get there man yeah it's a nice setup you got up here i like it it's not bad i'm really enjoying it okay what's the scariest memory you have about being on the water Hmm. is that deadliest catch show a bunch of bullshit yep (laughs) is it really i mean you know my hat's off to the king crabbers i give respect where it's due when they're handling their gear, a majority of it is all hydraulics. Granted, to a point, we use hydraulics, but when the we're talking hundred to one hundred twenty pound pots, each of these pots, and you're throwing them up on huge stacks. Yeah, once they get on the boat, we manhandle those things around, do what we need to do, stack them if we need to, dump them overboard. And yeah, the only hydraulics we have is the block, which brings the pot up out of the water. Yeah, you'd never even know by just looking at those things how heavy they are. I mean, I I had no idea. I've I went I went and dumped them. pots one time, and I mean, it was short. It was like half a day. Yeah, and it was exhausting. I was I was beat, and it 
Yeah, those they're just really heavy because it's just, they look like they're just made out of chicken wire or something from far away. Right. And you get up close, it's like heavy rebar. And it's, <laughs> yeah, it's no joke. Um, like I said earlier, they're only about 100 to 120 pounds, but they're awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're very awkward to lift up and carry. Are you going to Alaska this year? Oh, I, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to keep going? Are you so eventually Horton's going to retire? Right. At some point, what what's are you going to continue fishing after that point, or have you thought about that? Uh, I've thought about it. I my thought process on that is I'm just going to go till I can't. Uh huh. Unless I find like something way better, more lucrative, you know. But other than that, I I love fishing so. It's like an addiction. <laughs> I've heard that honest. from a lot of people. It's, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the act of doing it or being out in the ocean like that. Uh-huh. It's, it's a constant adrenaline rush. I don't. To where you, like a time, <laughs> time just goes away and you, you just lost in it. It does. So you got those shitty days where you're out there all day and you're like, oh, fuck. Not time finding is dragging. <laughs> Uh, the thing that I have to compare that to, because I I actually have not done much fishing at all. Uh-huh. Um, but mushroom picking, I like to pick chanterelles and king belites and that kind of stuff. I've never been. Oh, it's fun, but you might not love it. Like I love it. Um, it's but that feeling you're describing where you're just like adrenaline rush. Yeah. The whole time. Like the days when you're just catching fish consistently, yeah, um, and you just can't get enough of it. That, you feed off it. Yeah, it's like that's passion. That's a good feeling. It, it really is. It makes think, you feel alive. Yeah, it does. And it, I don't know if everyone gets that, but I, I assume there's something like that for everybody. Like you just got to find your thing. Everybody has a niche. Mm-hmm. I'm sure some people it's maybe singing or maybe. Spending even like spending time with their family. Yeah, you just know, feeding off of that. Going on hikes. There's something for everybody. Mm-hmm. I think there's something special though about that feeling of like taking something out of nature, um, like that was provided to you as like the earth made that. The whether it's mushroom or a fish or a clam. Yeah. Or, I get the same feeling when I'm doing razor clams. Like razor clams are fun. When the the holes are really popping and you're just out there, you're just like, like you can't get enough of them. Yeah. Ah, like, oh, damn it! I'm at 15 already. <laughs> I, I don't eat them, but I love digging them. I, I don't like to clean them, but I'll eat them. <laughs> <and dig> them. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really just like that kind of primal reward feeling. Yeah. Where that's what the caveman used to do. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's why it feels so good. It's like yeah, I I found some food. And that's how people used to survive mm-hmm. before the days of McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> McDonald's. You ever eat McDonald's? Uh, I used to be a McDonald's addict. I've really cut down lately. Uh, every once in a while. Yeah, me too. It's I was so there today, it. actually. <laughs> What'd you get? Uh, it was for my kids, so I didn't uh, get anything. But the Chicken McNuggets, they they really do nail the Chicken McNugget. They're good. They're good. I'm a Big Mac guy. Yeah, me too. Something about it. And double quarter pounder cheese. Oh, that's pretty good, too. That's pretty good, too. When I was a kid, Quarter Pounder was my burger. I, yeah. I, I, I loved it. I would pick the onions off, though, which... You didn't like the onions? I didn't, because I was a little kid. But uh, um, for some reason, now I, I love onions. I would never pick onions off a burger, but I still pick them off that burger. Do they still do the little cubed onions? On the cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah, they do. I, 
oh shit, I did eat there today. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that I'm thinking about it. I did have a McDouble. I had a McDouble, but just one. You know, yeah. that's, that's nothing. Quick that's snack. a little amuse bouche. That's just a small little teaser. Oh yeah. That's like you have a, a McDouble right before your McChicken and Big Mac. You know, it's it's you can eat a lot of McDonald's. You ever pulled off the McDank? What's the McDank? It's where you take the chicken out of a McChicken and put it in the McDouble. Oh shit! I remember that from oh, when I was in yeah. high school. <laughs> yeah, I haven't you, done one of those in a while. Yeah, I haven't heard about those those hidden menu items. I guess it, some people call it a McBitchin' too. Oh, that's almost better. <laughs> um, yeah, I used to eat those uh, snack wraps a lot. That when they started putting the chicken in Do tortilla they still thing, have those? I doubt it. I remember those. They were not good. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Something about it though. It's like cheap and I don't know. I used Carbs. to hate. Yep, yep. <laughs> Keeps grease, it going. And grease. Yep. I used to hate people seeing me go there. I still do, actually. But <laughs> whatever. Guilty pleasures. It is. It is. It's cheap and fast too. When I know I need to eat something, I'm just gonna. Right. Yeah. But I shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> oh, I want to be healthy so bad, but it's so hard. All the good shit is bad for you. A lot of it That's is. That's what I've noticed. A lot of it is. But I, what I've noticed is if I don't eat the bad shit that tastes good, uh, and I just force myself to eat the like the healthy food. Yeah. Even like the stuff that tastes good. Like if I eat a steak and potatoes and pile of steamed broccoli for dinner every day, I'm gonna feel way better. And yeah. Eventually, that's even not even eventually, but pretty quickly, that starts tasting so much better than all that shitty food True. that I'm not even tempted by the shitty food. Um, and I've been in that space for long periods of time and it feels good and you get to where you're just like i don't even know how i used to be that same person who just you know eating a couple lemon pies a day yeah. <laughs> right um yeah by the way you ever have those those I've uh never done lemon pies they're in though. like a little paper package lemon or berry or apple chocolate is they, this still from mcdonald's we're talking or no nah, nah, these oh, are okay for, i just i'm veered out of mcdonald's oh I'm i got in, you i got you into pies <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but they're good, and I I've I don't know what it is, but I have like an addiction to these lemon pies. I eat them all the time. Yeah, they're fucking great. The little ones you get at, like the gas station. Yeah. That, okay, I got you. Yeah, but the, the fruit pies. The fruit pies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got I got you. I the like ones. The cheap brands, not good. The ones that are like kind of wet on the outside yeah, sometimes. Yeah, those gross. Fuck those ones. <laughs> the little cardboard <laughs> box. Fucking gross, dude. <laughs> but the uh Franz pie it's like the in the paper package yeah those are the ones that's like actually good. something you can buy and the name brand matters yeah oh yeah <laughs> that's the so where the name brand is like i won't touch that i won't slum it up with those off brands yeah i'm gonna eat only the Franz pies <laughs> hostess used to make them they were good too yes yeah. hostess has gone through some terrible changes it's, it's sad times. it's just like not the company they used to be. And uh, all their shit tastes different, too. Yeah, it's gross now. I don't even... Twinkies used to be my jam. I don't even eat them no more. Yeah, I, I was going to guess. I was going to peg you as a Twinkie uh, guy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> They're, uh, you ever have a tiger tail? They don't make them anymore, I don't think. Tiger tail. It was basically a Twinkie with strawberry uh, stripes on it and then, like, coconut over the top. They were good. How did I miss out on that? Uh, they were kind of messy, um, they're, but they were good. Huh. I don't remember those. Yeah, it's, it's probably been 10 years since I've seen them. Well, I mean, I don't even know how long it's been since Hostess was bought and sold. Like, the that the company went out of business, and then someone bought it, yeah. bought the name and rebooted it. And, and now it's shitty. And they did a terrible fucking job. 
Yeah. <laughs> Shout out old hostess. <laughs> you guys are the true heroes. Yeah. <laughs> I think Woody Harrelson had it going on in Zombieland. Oh, yeah. So he just stocked up. Mm-hmm. That's a good movie. I love that movie. Did you see the second one? I haven't yet. I heard it was pretty good. I haven't seen it either, but I've heard it was good. Do you watch a lot of movies? Not so much anymore. Every once in a while, I've gone a little movie spree, especially in Alaska. Oh, yeah. Go figure. <laughs> of yeah. downtime. What kind of movies do you like? I like action and comedy. Yeah. Have you seen John Wick? Yes. Do you like that one? Love that movie. People are really into John Wick. That's a good movie. Yeah. For an action movie, it's it's pretty damn good. I, I As much as I want to enjoy them, they don't hold my attention. Um, uh, I, I, unless it's like action mix, mixed with mystery or yeah. some kind of thing where I, like I have to, if I don't have to stay awake to know what happens, I won't. <laughs> like I knew what was going to happen in John Wick. Uh, twenty minutes in, I, I could write the, I could write the synopsis. I know how this movie's going to go. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, they killed his dog. I understand. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, it was a good motivation. The writing was fine. I, I'm not complaining, but um, I couldn't stay awake. <laughs> just, uh. just like, yeah. Goes here, kills a bunch of people. Cliche action movies. Yeah, but it, I mean, it was really well shot. And it was really, it just was like, I, yeah, I'm not, I, it, feel, it feels like I'm talking shit about John Wick. I'm actually no, not. not I'm saying all. like, that's the one I've heard is the best and I've seen it and it's good. And I don't like him um, most of the time. And that one was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see, what other movies have I seen lately? Have you seen The Matrix? I'm, you, I'm sure you have. Yeah. That's my favorite movie. That's a good, I like that one. Because that's got the action and they go around in the, killing everybody but also it's like you have to think like what the fuck is going on yeah, this whole time? <laughs> and uh then it's the movie that stays with you in real life and as you, you're like wait a minute am i in a matrix no seriously man especially <laughs> the way the world's been going nowadays fuck yeah the simulation is spiraling out of control i don't know what's going on you ever get into conspiracy theories oh big time which ones you fuck with oh <laughs> oh let's get into it i love them <sighs> yep, there's Big Brother. Um, all electronic devices are tracking you. They're not even sec- they're not even secretive about oh, it anymore. Oh no, hell no. Yeah, it's bizarre. You know, everything's fucking rigged anymore. You have an iPhone? I do not. I have an Android. Oh, so you're Android. So you're still being tracked, but not by the superpower of Apple. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, go for the lesser of two evils, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know Google has got some questionable practices uh, oh, too. I've heard. I've heard. That you're just not safe anymore. Fuck. <laughs> That's point line period. Yeah, you're really not. You're at it's at we're you know, we're at the mercy of those big companies. Yep. They've got all the money and all the information. Who would have thought ten years ago that like data, just random information about like where people are at certain times of day and things like that were gonna be like the next gold rush. It's insane. That's how the companies that make the most money right now are doing it from selling data, just like stuff that everyone had, just yeah. lying around. It's it's crazy. It's insane, man. It's, yeah. I think I've, I'm kind of. I mean, granted, you need technology, but it's just gone out of control. Are you torn uh, about what to use and what not to use? Like because you like to be unplugged. I I feel that. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. I, even the point. Uh, we put fucking tape on the camera in our laptops. Oh, you should. Yeah, I mean, they're watching. <laughs> if they want it's, to. Yeah, if they want to, no problem. I, I don't even know who they are. But it, somebody that's another scary thing. It's like you don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. And people 
are, are so quick to just be like, oh, I'm sure. I'll, I'll just put the blinders on and just say that it's not happening. Right. Uh, because it's hasn't presented itself as like, you have to address this. Nobody has to address it, like that the government's taking your information. Oh, yeah. It's not really hurting you. Actually, I actually have a pretty interesting story. Go for a it. A couple years back, me and my buddy we were, I had just got to his house and he was on the phone with his dad. And it was during a time where they were really trying to ban semi-automatic guns and all that shit. And I walk in and they're talking about semi-automatic guns, automatic guns and shit. And 30 seconds after I walk in, my my buddy, he loses um, contact with his dad. And so he tries to call him back several times and goes straight to his dad's voicemail, straight to his dad's voicemail. And he's like, all right, I'll give you a few minutes. And he starts getting these text messages that popped up on his phone, like encrypted, kind of like matrix, glitchy fucking, mm-hmm. it would be sporadic fucking symbols and letters and numbers. And then it would have words like president and secret service and shit like that, like weird fucking words. Hmm. Those are the only words that are clear on his phone. Um, his dad, we finally got in contact with his dad. His dad got the same thing on his phone. And I, I shit you not, dude. I wasn't even part of this whole conversation or anything. I got the same fucking message popped up on my phone. Were you, you weren't even there? I, w- I just walked into the house. This all happened within five minutes of me walking into the house. Oh, weird. <laughs> and they're not watching and listening. That's very right? strange. <laughs> yeah. They well, they definitely are. Yeah, it's that was crazy, man. Blew my mind. I was like, "What the fuck?" I yeah. mean, <laughs> yeah, anything over the phone is they're definitely listening. Yeah, why wouldn't they? They have computers that can just listen to all the words and just have keywords that set off alarms. Yeah, like guns. Yep, and then then the humans, you know, go in and or maybe I don't. It, who knows how it all works? But I'd like to know one day. Yeah, me too. I guess we should have been CIA or NSA. We could start our own branch. Yeah, I think they'll lock you up for that. <laughs> they do a lot of nasty shit. Yeah. You want a beer? Idea, but uh, sure, I'll take one. Actually, oh, thank you. Actually, I'm step outside to go. Oh, thank God! I don't have to tell you that there's no bathroom here. Oh, oh no! I already know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just running. Um, yeah, I, I forgot something up here and I was just running to go grab something real quick so I wasn't thinking. I used a lighter. Thank you. <clears throat> and I just, yeah, rammed my head straight into it. Oof. Yep, I just did. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, no worries. That's probably time number 673, something like that. Yeah, that thing's count. at the perfect <laughs> depth to just smash you. <laughs> it is. I, I don't get it. They weren't thinking when they put those stairs there. I've noticed a lot of the houses around here are like that. They're like built for short people. Yeah, I think in the back in the day there was a lot more short people <laughs> or a lot fewer tall people. How tall are you? I'm 6'2". Okay, so you're you're a little bit taller than me. 6'1"? I think so. You know, it depends on how I'm standing. Yeah. Um I could stretch it out to six two if I really try, um, <clears throat> but it looks weird. You know, I, <laughs> I think once you're past like age twelve, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're just supposed to stand. 
I'm mean, not talking about even tiptoes, but just like stretch out my neck. Yeah, Ugh, I get as tall as I could. I can't even get in that straight posture. No, I, I, I try. My posture's not always that great. Oh, my last guest, Hannah, was Hannah Bolden, and she's like six foot four or five, somewhere in there. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm kidding, Hannah. <laughs> uh, that is tall for female. She, she's six foot, I think. Six one, maybe. She's uh, tall, but uh, I'm just giving her shit. <laughs> Um, I was going to say, she's that tall. Whoa, girl, watch out, man. <laughs> well, she, she acts like she's an Amazonian, <laughs> but she's like my height. We actually always kind of joke about that because, like, I should have had her go back to back with me while she was uh, while she was here, because I think I'm actually taller. Uh, What's the thing you love the most about your job? Uh, that's a good question. If you if okay, like, let's think about this. Suddenly, you realize that you, tomorrow you're not you're never going back. Whatever you're, it's just over. Mm-hmm. And uh, what do you? What's the first thing that you comes to your mind that you're gonna miss? Probably being out in the ocean. That's it's definitely what I'm thinking. Being out too. there. Yeah, what is it about the? Is it? Is there anything even about the ocean versus being on a river or a lake? Because there's some big ass lakes, but it probably doesn't feel the same as the Pacific Ocean. There's some big lakes, and I've actually heard that some lakes they have the climate of like an ocean. Mm-hmm. Oh, the great like the Great Lakes. Yeah, it'll get it'll get fucking shitty out there, I guess. But uh, I think part of it is the drilling. It it gets fucking shitty out there sometimes, especially crossing that bar and the graveyard of the Pacific. Yep. And then just like, have you ever had any times when you thought I'm fucking dead? We're going down for sure. No, honestly, no. That's awesome. Uh, you know, shout out to my captain Horton. He's a fucking awesome captain, and he he knows what he's doing out there. And if he even gets any feeling that it's not safe out there, he won't go. Yeah, and he's very good at that. Good I always, leader. I feel a hundred percent safe on that boat. He plus he's an OG. He's been doing it longer than so many people that he. Years. I would just trust him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. His judgment's probably really good. It's very good. He definitely knows what he's doing out there, and not just saying it's the get a raise or anything. But no, I honestly feel 100 percent safe. That's good, because it yeah, it'd be really hard to work in an environment when you were fearing for your life. It looked, especially out there, man. Shit happens so quick out there. And you just never know when's the last time you got untied from the dock, you know. That's another thing. You can't really, I mean, that thought's always in the back of your head, but you can't think about that either. No, because you got work to do. <laughs> right? Plus, you don't want to live your life in fear. No. Nope. <clears throat> that's a major philosophy for me is, is just don't focus my attention on something that's going to cause me more problems. Don't focus on what I'm afraid of. Go just spend your time thinking about the shit you like. Yeah, do shit you love to do and that you have fun doing. Live your life. Well, it's way too short and you only have one. Yeah, exactly. Every moment is important to... Eh, not all of them. You get... I mean, they are important, but there are some times when you just need to just chill. Yeah. There, that's something that took me way too long to figure out. Yep. And it helps too. I mean, sometimes you got you, you just have to chill and reset. 
Yeah. Almost. You won't really grow until you have time to recover. Like, that works physically and mentally. It just, like, you, like, growth happens by periods of stress and strain on, on your existing systems. And then recovery, time to rebuild. And then you come out stronger. So it's good to chill sometimes. I don't know about like that. I'm good. Um, yeah, it's kind of how I look at fitness and mental health. Like, got to have the time to relax. I don't always give my brain that time. I like to just kind of... I've heard that with exercising, that you have to have, let your body relax. And it makes sense. I never thought about that in the aspect of mentally either. Yeah. Well, because there's like mental modes. You're not always the same dude. No. And when you're in, in you know, go, go, go mode, like go out and accomplish shit or yeah. get and take care of business mode, you're one guy. And then I have a tendency to just want to be that guy um, and just keep working um, to my own detriment. Uh, and I think a lot of men do that. Like you identify with that version of yourself. Yeah. Who's like the one who's accomplishing shit, the hard worker or whatever it is for different guys. But the hard worker is one that I think <laughs> appeals to almost everybody. Yeah. I There's nothing better than people telling you you're a hard worker, you're it, a good worker. It's a fucking awesome feeling. It really makes you feel good, man. And I mean, I mean I've heard it's great, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's something about it. And I've, I, I kind of think that at a certain time that will probably go away because uh, you're going to – you just – like in the next stage, you're saying that to the young guys. Uh, you yeah. think you'll ever captain a boat or go start taking off on your own? Uh, maybe one of these days. It's it's been a thought process. Is there a lot more liability when you're the captain? Like, is there more oh, shit yeah. to, that if it goes wrong, is it your ass? Yes. Uh, Horton has let me gillnet both of his boats up in Nacelle and upriver. And my first couple of times, it's still nerve-wracking. Oh, I bet. But the first couple of times, I was nervous as shit, so I did not want to fuck anything up. Yeah. Because shit's expensive to repair on those boats, and I didn't want to piss off Horton and be like, oh, fuck, he finally let me use his boat. Don't fuck anything up. Please don't fuck anything up. Yeah. So I just take my time and do what I had to do, and then after a while, it was just... You get good at it. You get used to it. Just becomes muscle memory. Yeah, I mean, I'm still nervous as hell because shit could happen. But at the same time, I'm more confident. I'm like, okay, I know how to do this. If this happens, I I could do this. Yeah, you know, like you can you can play it out in your head ahead of yeah. time, and you know what the the right scenario is supposed to look like. Yeah, and it's just experience that teaches you that. Mm -hmm. There's always something to learn in fishing. I noticed too. Yeah. Do you think that the fisheries are going to, I mean, it's hard. I, I was going to ask you if you think the fisheries are even going to be around 100 years from now. I hope. But it's hard to know. It's I, hard to know. Right now, it's not looking good either. What do you mean? Uh, just all the politics and all the bullshit and then the drop-off of the amount of fish out there and stuff. It's Has there been a drop-off in the last couple of years? Or or it's just kind of, you mean over the last fifty years all like, like over the last fifty years I back in the heyday this place used to be a gold mine yeah for fishing and 
even even when you drive along the coast, you see all the pilings out in the water, and there's lots of canneries and shit. Yeah, it used to be a booming industry out here, and now it's you're hoping to get maybe three or four gillnet openers a season, and not only the fish counts down, but just all the politics and bullshit with it too. Yeah, salmon crabbing. I mean, the mocass was around, but there's been years where we we went on strike. We held out because they're offering us shitty prices and stuff like that. It shouldn't be like that. Everybody should be able to coincide and, you know, make this industry come back. It's probably tough if it's like, you know, the drop off of the stocks. It's the, you know, someone has to make up the difference. Yeah. The canneries don't want to lose their money. You know, no one, no one wants to be broke. Oh yeah, that's the, that's the shitty part about it. I mean, everyone's just trying to make it work. It sucks. That's, just stuff dwindles. Yeah. And I think fishermen get a bad rap a lot be- for being the cause of that. Not even a cause, but just like taking blame for that <laughs> when it's really not them at all. <laughs> it's they're a very small portion of it with pollution, you know, like the dams. Yeah. All, there there are so many factors that that go There's into fish. Many factors to it. And uh you know, I'm not going to get into that because that's a heavy subject. It is. But. Take, it, take, a, take a stab at it, man. <laughs> we, we'll cut it out if it's no good. All right. So, yes, we do get a lot of blame. And this is from hearsay and experience. Experience it, being a gill netter. Everybody's bitching because we use nets to catch fish. Well, if you break it down. A good night of gill netting upriver, you might catch maybe 100 fish. Same within the well pub, maybe 100, maybe 200. That's a good night. Any other night, you're hoping for 20, 30 fish. And this is what we do to make ends meet in Parabit. Ooh, sorry about that. <clears throat> and then those fish, where do they go? Directly to people to eat. You're nope. not eating those fish. Nope. People want to eat fish. Nope. So people shouldn't complain that commercial fishermen exist and that they need to use nets to catch the fish because they got to catch a lot more fish than exactly. you can catch on a pole. Exactly. thing that's fucked up is because all these sporters, I do have no disrespect to sporters. I have sporter friends and shit like that, but... You say it like they're a gang. <laughs> <laughs> they are, fuck. Yeah. Um, all these sporties, they're all these rich fucks, right? Most of and, them are better than you know. They're not. They're not standing in food bank lines. No, and their livelihood is not depending on catching these fish. Yeah, they come out that. when buoy ten opens. And if you crunch the numbers, this is just a rough shot right here. Ballparking it. Yep. You got guide boats. Every guide boat. I don't even know the number. I'm gonna say. At least 10 people on the boat, right? Every person, I think last year, was two fish a day. And there is hundreds of fucking guide boats out here. It's crazy looking fish, at that. getting loaded. Yeah, you've seen it. It's bizarre. Here. It's just like a carpet of boats as far as you can see. And this goes on for months. Yeah. We get our few openers, and there is a handful of us, 100. I don't know the exact number, but we go out. And like I said earlier, a good night is... Maybe fifty fish, two hundred fish, yeah, a night, and that's not every night either. 
Like, it's they use bait. We mm-hmm. don't. It's just their path, and we drop our net there. Yeah, low impact. Uh, yeah. As long as you take good care of the nets, you're not hurting anything. Right? And if you think about the numbers, they're catching way more fucking fish than we're catching. It doesn't and even have to be an issue. It, it shouldn't be an issue. The, the way they manage hatcheries could be better, I think. That needs to be worked on, too, yeah. If they it's, just produce more hatchery fish and let them kind of the, the the trying to preserve the native genetics makes yeah. makes li- very little sense to me. I don't get it because it seems like it's a lost cause. I've heard smart people talk about it, and it <laughs> seems like I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> um, like you said, I'm not super knowledgeable. Let's bit, just pretend. I could <laughs> I could see where yeah hatchery fish. Let's ready. solve the hatchery problem, yeah. JJ. Oh, dude, we just need more fish. If they're able to get these hatcheries up and running again and start producing hatchery fish, if it was that easy, I'm sure it's not. But if they're able I think to do it that is. again, I think it really is. <laughs> I like I said, I don't know how it works. Though. I don't either. I mean, I've been there. <laughs> I actually have been to the hatcheries, and um, it's it seems like if they push them and do more, like they they get to choose how many they do. And they know what percentage of that is going to come back yeah. based on numbers from the past, which that is something that's a good metric to be able to ch- to measure where the influence is coming from. So if the hatchery numbers, um, if they're so let's say they get three percent return or mm-hmm. for like 20 years, I have no idea what the return rate actually yeah, yeah. is. But um, and then I don't know, for some reason it drops to one percent. Um, that's most likely because of an environmental factor because right and and like it uh what the fuck i don't know what I'm <laughs> but um yeah you know what i mean but see you, you all know, know what i mean yeah, yeah see environmental factors it could be the killer whales the fucking sea lions that sit yeah. in front of the dam and just massacre fish you know there's so many factors these uh tomarin cormorants cormorants and the uh what um cranes those, um those cranes the cranes cranes heron they might blue be heron there. or gray heron it, the ones that sit in the port oh uh the pelicans no yeah. there's there's probably cranes too yeah they'll sit there and they'll scoop up fucking i gotta get my sandwich. bird knowledge on i don't i don't know the I birds don't, i don't like birds <laughs> i like no. big birds i don't big I bird hate... the sesame street character oh well, he's cool too but <laughs> Little small pet birds, they're all these fucking assholes, dude. Oh, I, hate I hate those. Hate <laughs> my friend Dan, oh, be careful with the Oop. the box, it'll make noise. Uh, but my friend Dan, growing up, he had a cockatiel in his house, uh-huh. and it just randomly, like, would just scream, and it sounded identical to a woman <laughs> screaming like she was being murdered. That's crazy. And it, this bird would do it, like, every 20 seconds. <laughs> would it attack you? Oh, I'm sure it would have. It was in a big-ass cage. Oh, it never got out? No, I, I not when I was around. I'd punch friend. that bird in the face. Oh, dude! I remember my, my childhood friend. He had a fucking parakeet or parrot or something. Uh huh. And that asshole would attack me every time I went over there. <laughs> they could smell fear. It's, <laughs> it's one day. It's a nice summer day. I thought the bird should go outside and like explore. So I let the little fucker out. Uh-huh. <laughs> Never told his mom, but I told him he didn't like the bird either. Never told his oh, mom. I was well, like, good. oh, well, we're cleaning his cage. He got out and flew out and couldn't get him back in. Little did you know that mom hated that fucking bird, uh, yeah, too. Yeah, she probably did, too. <laughs> I, think it, I think it ate, like, 
a pair of diamond earrings or some shit like that. Oh my god, that's an expensive bird. I do remember that incident <laughs> very vividly because she was pissed. <laughs> I bet. I think oh, that's the I first time imagine. I heard a lot of cuss words. <laughs> <laughs> you ever been bit by a dog? None. No, not like a dog attack. Oh, that's terrible. Probably worse than a bird, even. You have? Oh, hell yeah. Oof. I, yeah, if I try to break up a dog fight, you'll usually get bit. Uh, it's a stupid move. Oh, well, I've never had, like, skin broken. I've broken up dog fights before and got I'm always shocked on, by how but... fast a dog can move oh, when, dude. when they try. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's bizarre. We can't do that. Just, I mean, we can move a lot faster when we're striking, like you watch a professional fighter or something. That's that Bruce Lee shit, man. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe maybe it's possible to train it. But a pit bull comes out of the box like that. They yeah, can just s- well, snap that head around and take your hand off. Yeah, they can. I mean, they it's, clamp, but they do. They do. They got the lockjaw. I'm gonna disclaimer. Put a... It's the owner of the pit bull, not the dog. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> Let's get into pit bulls. You, you ever? Do you have a pit bull, or have you ever? No, I've never owned a pit bull. I, I love pit bulls. <clears throat> I think they're awesome dogs. Very loyal. I think they're awesome too. Uh, from all the pit bulls I've ever met, um, they're—it's like owning an assault rifle. <laughs> it really is. It really depends on how you use that thing. Yep. Um, I don't think they should be illegal. No, not at all. Like I said, it's the, dogs or guns. It's the fucking train trainer. Mm-hmm. And the idiot holding the gun. Yeah. Who keeps fucking shit up? You got to be able to handle dangerous things. Yeah, exactly. As, if you're an adult. Yep, that's yeah. part of being an adult. Yeah. I've never experienced one of my own dogs being put down it's horrible i went with my brother to have his dog put down and did i've i knew this dog for probably five or six years and up until this point so mm-hmm. i've grown attached to her yeah dude that shit is Tears you horrible up. man yeah that shit was hard man it was crazy yeah it sucks. The first time I I I've had a few actually dog yeah. experiences, but actually, damn! Now that I'm thinking about it, <laughs> the first time I ever saw my own dad cry was when we were burying his dog. Oh man! Um, we had this dog named Willie who was a pit bull mixed was something else lab or something, and he had been shot as a young dog when he was out, you know, causing trouble. Yeah, the neighbor <laughs> shot him. And the bullet was, like, in his head, but it didn't kill him. He got better. Oh, shit. And, but he always was kind of grouchy after that. Oh, yeah. And so... Um, Probably fucked something up, man. Yeah. That's crazy. It just seemed like he had headaches or something. It was, it was uh, yeah. Uh, but he was still cool. He still loved us, and he, uh, but he was kind of grouchy, so he'd, be, he was, he'd bite. He'd nip at kids yeah. and stuff. Uh, so my dad had him on a chain behind his shop. He had an auto body shop. Uh-huh. So he was like a junkyard dog. Um, and that actually made him kind of mean, but, um, there was this big water tank out back that was cylinder shaped and he jumped up on top of it and he would jump up on top of it and we'd have to move it. And then he'd drag his house, uh, cause he had a chain connected to his big dog house. He'd drag his house and he jumped up on top of it and slipped off the backside, hung himself over. Oh, fuck dude. Yeah. That sucks. So my dad got there in the morning, and he was his found his dog there. I can't yeah. imagine, dude. Terrible, and 
I don't remember um, how I ended up there, but I ended up showing up there right after he found him. Damn. uh, So I had to help him get him down and bury him, and it was the first time I ever saw him cry. Um, Sad shit, dude. Yeah, it was was pretty horrible. I, I will never forget it. I remember the, like, grabbing his legs and being like, holy shit, this is my dog, but he's just, like, He's a thing now. He's not a. Yeah. He's not a personality. Man, death is some shit. That's crazy. I couldn't imagine coming home and finding that dude. Yeah. Me and my fiance were talking the other night, and we both came to the conclusion: we get more pissed off and sad when we're watching like ID Channel murder investigations, and they kill the dog. Oh god! <laughs> we're yeah. like, no, not the fucking dog, you dick. That's how they got you in John Wick. <laughs> and then they're like. Well, Martha and her husband of 20 years, Dan, were both shot, too. I'm like, oh, that sucks. But why'd you kill a <laughs> but dog? But not the dog. <laughs> yeah. It's because they're, they're sweet. They're like... They're so loyal and in tune with their owner. And and they're just made to love. They, yeah. Like, they just do that really well. They're literally man's best friend. Yeah. It's crazy that we just took a wolf out of the, out of the woods and just, like, made it into dogs. Yeah. And that a chihuahua and a wolf have a similar <laughs> DNA. Or is it the same? Something like that. It's very close. That's why I think they're so tough. <laughs> I've known some pretty tough chihuahuas, man. <laughs> My mom has three of them. Oh, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> they're good dogs. I actually, I came around on chihuahuas. They are good home security alarm systems. That's for sure. Yeah. They're and loud. So, so are wiener dogs. Yeah, fuck wiener dogs. <laughs> Adoption. Hey, we have a wiener dog. Oh, uh, they're okay, I guess. Their breath sucks ass, though. Yeah. Um, Every one of them I met. I've actually never really <laughs> been around many of them, but so I've only ever known them to just be as dogs that are barking at me. <laughs> um, but I'm sure they're... I, I really think you can get to know any dog, and they'll oh, be yeah. great. Um, so any uh, yeah, anytime people are talking shit about a breed, I'm always like, eh, who knows? I, I've met some cool... And people talk shit on chihuahuas all the time. Right. It's like a accepted thing. You can talk shit on the Irish and chihuahuas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it, I, I had this chihuahua named Dolly. Who uh, Shout out Dolly. I know you're still out there. What's up, Dolly? And she was not only the sweetest little thing, so she was like a little teacup chihuahua, long-haired. So oh, okay. she looked like Lassie. <laughs> uh, she, uh, but she was that you could fit in the palm of your hand. She yeah. was just like the cutest. And um, you know my dog Daisy? You and her yep. are close. Oh, yeah. She, Shout out to Daisy, too. <laughs> yeah. She jumped off of uh, the couch. Well, so here, uh, there's some backstory. So <laughs> I had these cats. Uh-huh. Both of them went into heat at the same time. And I, so I, I, these were street cats. I didn't get these cats from a, a reputable vendor. So they were not fixed, and they they started going into heat. Have you ever seen a cat in heat? No, but I've heard them in heat. Well, that's it's horrible. It'll haunt your dreams. It it it's it's really really truly awful. It makes you so disgusted with nature. (laughs) Like, what god would make such a filthy beast? And when they first start doing it, when they first start getting the heat, and the first time you hear it in their little heat mode. Yeah. It almost makes the hair stand up on your neck. Like, what the fuck it makes, was that? It makes <laughs> oh, me realize how cat. women must feel all the time. <laughs> it's like, ugh, this is sexual advances. I'm just, I, I'm not into it all. It's disgusting. 
they'll post up like right next to you and put lift their tail and like back it <laughs> up into your face you. and it's it's cat twerking. It's really yeah, it's exactly <laughs> what it is. Uh, but I, it's disgusting. I hate it. Um, so you know how dogs will pick up on the cues of their owners. Yeah. I don't want the cat posting up into that sexually provocative position in my house. This is a Christian house. <laughs> and so uh, the dog, Dolly, the chihuahua, launches herself off the couch and uh, starts attacking the cat right in the ass, like hard bites. <laughs> and um, the cat just like, at first she's like kind of into it, but then she's like, no, no, too hard. My safe word is meow. <laughs> and then she just takes off running. And um, right as right as she's getting taken off, uh, before Dolly the Chihuahua has moved, Daisy decides to get in on the action, and she uh -oh. launches herself off the couch, landing flat on Dolly. Oh, shit. Um, breaking her leg. Oh, no. Yeah, it was terrible. Oh. So at this time, I'm sitting in a chair. No, I'm sitting on the corner of the couch. Um, my sister's in the chair. <clears throat> and uh, we're both watching <laughs> Archer. Oh, love that show. Yeah. So all of a sudden, this little dog's leg is on sideways. And, and <laughs> I'm just like, I felt that dog's pain, and it was horrible. Oh, I bet, man. Oh, it was so bad. And she's just looking up at me with her little eyes. Once I picked her up, she didn't cry at all. Um, she just, like, stared at me like, make it stop. <laughs> it was horrible. And so I drove her to the vet. They casted it up. Um, and... <laughs> A couple of months later, we went back to take the cast off, and the leg was not in good shape. It did oh. not set, and blood flow had been bad, so it basically, like, melted off. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah. They sewed it up, and she was really better off afterwards. That leg was only holding her back, is what she said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she, it, does she walk normal oh, now? Or? For, oh, man. You, you should see her. She, uh, she was literally faster than before. It was a back leg, one of the back leg, one of the back legs that she was barely using. Yeah. She has three other ones. I only have two, so you know she was she was fine. But it did you was call her a tripod at any point. No, but other people did. Ah. I I was I thought it was insensitive. Yeah. I didn't want to offend her, and you know, in light of what had happened, and I didn't think it was appropriate. Yeah. But it did happen. Yeah. But yeah, my point being, that dog was a tough little bitch. Oh, fuck yeah, to survive that. Ever since, <laughs> I've been a Chihuahua guy. Um, I ended up having to give her away to a friend's mom, and now she lives in, like, um, Covington. Oh, I just popped my back. I think I got it on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Keep that. Yeah, that's staying in. All right. You ever done any recording before today? Nope. You're a natural. <laughs> Seriously. Well, thank you. There's a huge variation in people's mic work, and and what I don't know. It's just like I'm I'm surprised by who's who seems to know how to do it and who doesn't. Huh. No, yeah. no, this is the first time anything like this. You ever listen to or watch podcasts on, I, I on YouTube or anything? Not watch them. I listen to them. Mm. What ones do you like? I listen to a lot of murder mystery ones. Oh, nice. Oh, I actually yeah. haven't ever listened to any of those. Oh, man. What's uh, a good one? Sword and Scale. That's what is it called? Sword and Scale. Sword and Scale. What's it about? It's, uh, each case is pretty fucked up, but they go into these cases of murders or rape murders and shit like that, and 
they go pretty deep into it. They have like actual audio recordings, police recordings, and um, nine one one calls. They go into the different perspectives, like from the killer's point. Sometimes, sometimes they go from the victim's family's point. I bet that and, could get creepy. Oh, dude, it's a it's a good. Spooky. I highly recommend it. Uh, My favorite murder is a good one. Except lately, I've heard of that one. Yeah. Well, lately they've been doing a lot of just talking, chit chatting, off topic stuff, podcast shit. Well, it's if you listen to like the earlier stuff, they do banter, but then they go into it's more content. The cases, each of them do like a story, a murder, and they used to jump right into it pretty quick. Well, now they're like dragging off like. Half an hour, hour, forty minutes. That's a long time. Just blah, blah blah blah, and we're like, "Well, fuck." Is this the show or <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I. That's the first few times I heard any podcast. I was like, "When does this show start?" Yeah, it, especially the ones that do a rolling start where they don't even have an introduction or anything. Yeah. Which I sometimes do it, and sometimes I don't. Where I was like, "Here we go, another episode." Or, or, or I think that's what I say. <laughs> I heard the one with the uh, Hilton. Oh yeah! And you hear him come in, you're like, "Jeff, is that you?" <laughs> I that one turned out cool. I like that. I like the intro. That was yeah. awesome. <laughs> I'm trying to, to try, trying to make those funny, or or at least like catchy in a like a way that brings you into the episode. That's I want the idea. I want this show to feel like uh, you're hanging out in the room with the people. Yeah, it's. I, I'm like I said, I was nervous as hell. I'm starting to feel more comfortable. It's, yeah, it's I, more I was like nervous a too. Yeah, exactly. We've never hung out. Uh, no, we haven't. And <laughs> I see you all the time, but we've never sat down and just talked yeah, ever before. That's true. Yeah, so I, I your whole bunch over here too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I but I just really don't know much about you. I'm a mysterious man. Yeah, I lurk in the shadows. My natural camouflage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, do, do you face any? I know. I don't know how deep you want to go, but. I'm open the book pretty much, man. I I I don't even want to say if because I know that you do. But uh-huh. how how much of the racist jokes that you get are coming from a place of hatred, and how much of them are coming from a place of people just trying to connect with you? Um, and or is that the case? What's what what's your opinion? How's how's that in your world? Because I feel like it's got to be a unique story. It definitely is. Um, I haven't really experienced too much like really bad racism well let's not even call it that because there's so much tied in with that word but oh, just yeah. like I'm, people probably mention a lot right that you're one of the very few black guys around oh yeah and i i knew that come coming into this and i know it now i was i mean I, i'm just here to do what i do you know i'm i so and, badly want you to say that they that it's uh, you're just welcomed here with open arms because I really feel like this community w- w- is is pretty good about about that kind of thing. I have to agree with it. I I'm not really a big drinker and I don't go to the bars a lot, and this is why. Uh huh. I do have a temper, and <laughs> my my first I think it was the second week I was out here. I went to Sea Hack when it was open. Uh huh. And I got into an incident there. Ended up whooping this dude's ass. And the next day, people I didn't even know were coming up to me, calling my phone, or like, "Hey, dude, you okay?" And, da, da, da. and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, I, to check on check you? it on me, yeah. Oh, that's dude. awesome. It was, like, it was crazy, dude. And I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then 
like I thought about it and talking to Horton, of course, and they're like, yeah, it's just small town community living. Like, you might not know everybody, but everybody pretty much looks out for each other, you know, knows what's going on, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it was, it was the strangest fucking feeling, though. I was like, who is calling my phone? Who is this? <laughs> you think it's like a friend of the guy you beat up come to kill you? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. But besides that, yeah, there's been like... I, I, I want to rephrase my question. Okay. So I, I was coming out at, from a point of view like assuming that you have experienced that. But that's mm-hmm. I don't know that. I, I don't I don't have any reason to believe that. I should just ask the question. Like, have you actually experienced racist shit okay. here, here in this community since you've been around? I have, I have. What was it? That was that story was the worst one. Was somebody just talking, talking shit at the bar and yep. then getting in a physical altercation? And then there's of course like go out drinking or whatever, and you'll hear somebody trying to be funny and crack jokes or whatever. Yeah, I I get that. Whatever to a certain point, if like you're doing it to be a dick or directing it straight towards me, then I'm gonna whoop your ass. You know if. Like, you're like, if you approach me right away, like, hey, I got this joke. Or, you know, or... is It really needs to be sure that they've got the right attention. Because right? otherwise they're going to get their ass kicked. And then sometimes they'll, like, trying to get my approval, I guess. They'll sit there and keep on saying jokes. Uh, or yeah. Like, it's going to make me feel more comfortable. <laughs> I was like, dude, just stop. That's what I've noticed. <laughs> That's what I was wondering about. I, I, I've seen that around, like, people... Just as because people give you shit about whatever it is that's significant about you. Yeah. Like people give me shit about I don't know that I don't even know, but <laughs> white privilege, I guess. <laughs> uh, but um, especially if around fishermen or people in the car community or like blue collar type uh, jobs, it's like a culture of people flipping each other shit. Yeah, well, it is. Um, it and definitely is. It just seems like that would be an easy target, so people would flip your shit about it. Um, yeah, but is that even racism, or is, is that just ignorance? I think it's more ignorance. Yeah. At the same time, in my standpoint, if it, ain't, if it don't piss me off, and if I know they're trying to fuck around, I'll shoot it right back to them. Yeah, that's, <laughs> if they're trying to make you feel more welcomed and in, in part of the club. Yeah, and usually the shit I say is way worse than what they say. <laughs> yeah. Well, then you have license to do that. <laughs> but yeah. no, I did, and then I get like the terms, like for a captain head or a what? A captain head? I've never heard that one. Or a, a block, pretty much. Uh huh. Or quickly fixing something. You've mm-hmm. heard that one. In rig. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to say on the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank um, you. The, the, yeah, the captain head is also referred to as in head. Oh, okay. And, like, being around here, I get that's, like, what they're called. It don't bother me. It's okay but, if it does. I, it bothers me. It makes me uncomfortable just because I'm like, you could change it, though. You know the real name. Oh, I know, but, like, well, it's usually the older people, like, Older, older. But they do it like they're testing you, like uh, to see if you're like okay with them. Like it's weird. I don't like it. Sometimes I get that vibe, and sometimes I don't. When I do, I don't let them walk on me. Oh hell no. (laughs) 
uh, <clears throat> yeah, people are just complicated, I guess. Yeah. Like you said, in this community, there's, there's a lot of, like, flipping shit, you know? Yeah. I get that. Yeah. And I'll get right in there, too. A lot of times when I'm meeting new people, I'll be the first one to crack a racist joke, so. <laughs> I bet that's a great icebreaker. Uh, it is, and it lets them know that, hey, you know. That's such a nice a thing cool for you to person, do. Yeah, what? You know? All those poor, awkward white people <laughs> are just like, oh, thank God, he's nice. <laughs> Uh, it's it's scary to worry about offending people. It is, and at the same time, it's like, why make it an issue? Make light of it. I yeah. Mean, if deep down, if they're not trying to be an asshole or dick to me or directing it straight towards me, I could joke about it. You know. Yeah. Like I said, I'll be the first one to crack a racist joke. <laughs> I think that's that's okay. It's, a, it's <laughs> really you're. It's a way to communicate that you have a sense of humor. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, yeah, we're all in this together. <laughs> yeah. I think people are a lot less racist than the media wants us to think. Well, th- I think it's more, and I'm not talking shit, I think it's more ignorance. Yeah. You know, I get it. It's small community, and especially out here, demographics. You got to look at demographics. I mean, there's only a handful of us. Most people only see what they see on media, mm-hmm. which is like cops. Uh, movies like Boys in the Hood and shit like that, where it shows like inner city black guys or whatever mm-hmm. running from the law, pants sagging, you know, rob people and shit like that. And you know, in the back of my head, I look at it, I'm like, I get that, but I've always been a hard worker. I'm just like everybody else, you know. Yeah, I'm here to be a hard worker and work, and people see that. Yeah, you know, it's like not all of us are the same. Yeah, that's the thing. That's it. It's if you don't know people. Yeah, don't stereotype. Exactly. Find out who the fuck I am first. You know what I'm saying? People like to watch movies that are uh, just of stuff that's different than what they know. Yeah. And and so like, like if you live in a community where there's no very very few black people and you're watching all the movies that you see represent them in this very specific way. Right, that's what you that's see. That's what you think. That's what you know, yeah. yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. There's just, uh, it seems like there's a lot of crazy shit going on in the world right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. You got guys with buffalo heads on their head fucking yeah. running into Capitol Building and shit. That hat made that guy famous. That's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. I want one, kind of. <laughs> I bet they're sell- sold out on Amazon. Dude, I'd fucking crab in that. <laughs> I bet it's warm. <laughs> right? I, I can't grow hair anymore anyway, so. <clears throat> yeah. Might be good for this cold crab season. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you wear just Grundin's, Grundin's stuff out there? Pretty much. Is that the, the good brand? Guy, guy Cotton. Guy Cotton mm-hmm. rain gear. Um, definitely Guy Cotton pants, bibs. I use a Guy Cotton same style top. For when it's really cold or shitty out, or I use a gauge or Grunin's, uh, one of the lightweight kind of windbreaker type. Do you listen to music when you're working out there? Yep. On headphones or on a big speaker? Uh, we got a speaker. Probably can't use headphones because you need to talk to each other, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. That'd be dangerous. I've thought about it, but. <laughs> I remember uh, people getting mad when I would use headphones on the airboats um, because they're like, we need to be able to communicate with each other. Or when we're doing backpacking and things like that, where you're walking for long periods of time. Yeah. I would, 
it would be hard not to use music out there and walking through the bay. Oh, dude, I love music, man. Yeah, music is. What do you listen to? Oh, everything. What are you listening to right now? Oh, lately I've been playing a lot of Die Outer's Murder, which is really heavy shit. I've been on a heavy, heavy rock kick lately. Oh, nice. Hilton stuff. That's what he loves. <laughs> yep. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Me and Hilton, we jam out in the bay. Oh, yeah. I bet. Yeah. A lot of the same shit. Uh, is, is JJ short for Jeff Jr.? Jeffrey Jermaine. Jeffrey well, Jermaine. Actually, my whole name is Jeffrey Jermaine Jonathan. So you're JJJ? Pretty much. But when I was younger, this is where JJ comes from, and it's stuck around since then. When I was learning to write my name, I'd have trouble because... It was so much fucking to write. Yeah. So I just started putting Jeffrey J.J. Veal. Oh, okay. And it just stuck. It started as a family nickname. Mm-hmm. And then it just caught on. <laughs> wow. Does anybody call you Jeffrey? Uh, my mom was just pissed. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mine too. And then I could gauge the level of pissed offness she is by how many of my names she uses. <laughs> the more names the more in trouble I am <laughs> yeah that's usually the rule <laughs> my name is actually Stanton my first name really yeah huh I'm Stanton Jeffrey Nesbitt the third huh yeah it's a weird ass name I I know that <laughs> where's that come from it's a family name huh my dad's name is Stanton Jeffrey Jr my grandpa Stanton Jeffrey the first I think maybe the first Stanton Jeffrey just uh, really liked it. And so he's like, I'll give it to my son as a gift. And then he really thought it was an awesome name. So he's just like, I just can't part with it. We'll just keep it going. And he just threw it on me. And dude, I, that's fucking cool. Yeah, it's all right. You should run with that, dude. I, my name is so fucking basic, dude. Jeffrey. Jeffrey is a basic <laughs> name. I don't, I don't love Jeffrey. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm... To be honest... No offense, man. Oh, no, none taken. No offense. No offense. No, I'm not really a fan of my first name. Um, Jeff is okay. Jeff is all right, but it's still kind of a lame name. It is so... Uh, It's like, yeah, it's just a... Jeff. It's not a creative, like, cool name. The... I, I This show... What is it? What We Do in the Shadows. Random vampire comedy show. It's like What's on the- FX, I think. Um, it's, oh no, I haven't seen that one. It's one. I don't. It doesn't seem like it's getting a lot of people watching it, but it's it's funny. And there was a this lady does a run on the name Jeff about how it's a weak name. <laughs> it's like a weak ejaculation. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> that cracks me up. I can't remember that. Fucking I know so many Jeffs. It's crazy. It's like one of my best friends named Jeff, my dad's named Jeff, I'm named Jeff, you're named Jeff. Oh yeah. I know quite a few Jeffs. I know John's a big one around here too. John's big name, yeah. It's Yeah, the names go into those phases, right? Yeah. There's probably a lot of little girls named Elsa right now. Uh, but there's very uh, few that are our Elsa's age. Yeah. Cuz it was before the movie. True, true. Yeah. But what about like old school names like Hmm. You don't see any Gertrude or something. Yeah, Gertrude. That's what John <laughs> was trying 30s. to name Amelia Gertrude. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Sawyer still tries to get it to go. <laughs> Not gonna happen, guys. <laughs> oh man. Gertrude. Or like for a guy, Orson. Orson. Or, uh, that's or an alright one. Oswald. Oswald. But, but These are very it, weird. Though. Nah, you really don't. But back in the day that used to be like today's Jeff. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, some it must have been in the eighties. People there was some really cool people named Jeff because there's a lot of people born and then that have that name. But nobody's naming their babies Jeff right now. Right. When was the last time you met a kid named Jeff? <laughs> it's been it's been any. twenty years. I can't think of any. So it'll be back pretty oh, soon. Yeah. After this podcast, people They're are gonna coming. be starting naming their babies Jeff. Yep. Yeah, I doubt They're it. They're coming. <laughs> You ever been arrested? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what for? Are you profiling me? <laughs> I'm just trying to think of things that, that makes uh, funny stories. Um, or have you ever not been arrested when you should have been? That's even better story. Oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> when oh, did you get geez. away? Which time? <laughs> so The, yeah, the I, best one. I used to be a little troublemaker. Um, fuck, I don't know if I want to say it. I'm... I'll tell one first if you want. Statute oh. of limitations, bro. Nobody's oh, going to yeah. get arrested here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, plus, most of mine are just like running because I was inebriated and I was underaged. Um, I don't think they're going to arrest me for that. My women were fighting. I was fighting. a fighter. Oh, let's hear a fighting story. That, <laughs> don't, you don't have to you know, incriminate yourself. but That's a good one. Fighting stories are hard to tell because it, you don't want to be braggadocious about beating the hell out of somebody. I told but it feels kind of... All right, we'll go with the comedy side. So one of my first fights when I was in elementary, I remember this because it's fucking funny now that I think of it. I just told Sydney this last night, the other night. We were talking about bullies. And this kid, I still remember his fucking name this day, Joey. He was... We'll bleep that out. <laughs> oh, shit. My bad. <laughs> no, no, man. Be, be honest and just let um, it out. I'll bleep out everything we need to bleep. Um, he used to pick on me every day. And this is... That motherfucker. Fifth grade. And he was probably... He had probably about a foot on me in height. He used to pick on me every day. And one day he pissed me off and I said something about his mom. And so I was like, all right, blah, 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 after school, blah, 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 let's go meet. I was like, whatever. I was walking home, and I remember I walked past these swing sets, and he came around this fuck. Do you remember those, what were they called? Uh, they're like lifted Connex boxes for like <laughs> auxiliary classrooms, pretty much. Oh, yeah, yeah. You remember those? The pods or yeah. uh, portables. Portables, there you go. He came around one of those. All pissed off, red faced, ah, fuck you, I'm gonna fuck you up, da da da, and runs at me, fucking pushes me down. And I remember it pissed me off because it broke my glasses. My glasses like fell when I was getting up, I stepped on them. Oh, fuck. And, and I'm kind of glad now because they're fucking like Coke bottle size, huge. I mean, this is in elementary school, so this was the style. Yeah. <laughs> but I was pissed at the time. And so I get up and I grab him by his shirt and straight up fucking swing him around helicopter <laughs> helicopter <laughs> stuff about five times just let him go. <laughs> his head bounced off the pavement like fucking oh, basketball damn. dude. And he never fucked with me again, but Oh I bet not. He never I, did a lot of things again. <laughs> like feed himself or wash oh, himself <laughs> without assistance. He was a big bully, dude. He uh, fucked with everybody. He never fucked with anybody else. I remember it just because the look on his face when I let him go was like fear. I trusted you. <laughs> it was like fear, shock, and holy shit. Yeah, I'm flying. <laughs> oh, man. 
be it's dangerous nowadays. You could really hurt something. Oh yeah. <laughs> we don't have those springy bones anymore. No, man, shit hurts anymore. I remember old guys saying that when I was young and thinking, ah, oh, what a bunch of bitches. Right? Dude, uh, not same me. Thing. I'm gonna be tough. <laughs> but it's I'm not. I'm same not same thing, dude. Now when I wake up in the morning, I got I call them the old man grunts. Oh yeah. Yeah, you gotta do yeah. it. Yeah. Stand how, up. How old are you anyway? What 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 year were you born? I just turned thirty six. Okay, so you're four 94. years older than me. You look like you're about 28. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I would not have guessed 36. Um, I've, not to brag, I always got that. Like, I'm all like growing up. Always baby face. Vitality. <laughs> when you're young, Black they call it crack. baby face. When you're old, they call it just being healthy. <laughs> yeah. It, they do say black dough crack. Is that is that a true thing, or is that just something that sounds good? Like, well, yeah, I mean, it it does sound good. That's one of those stereotypes you'll take. Like, I'll take yep, that one. The, the big would... dicks are true, <laughs> and also we have great skin. <laughs> I will take both of those. <laughs> yeah, that's that's for sure. Uh, this last summer, there is one that says that black people don't get sunburnt. That was that's apparently not true, is it? false. I mean, it didn't hurt like to touch and shit, but there's a lot of peeling, and I got like these light spots back here now mm-hmm. <laughs> where it burnt. <laughs> so I was in, um, I was at nationals for rowing in uh, Oklahoma City. Oh shit! Um, and yes, it was. I did not realize that this, and this was in 2011, maybe. So um, it's been a while, but it was really segregated city it was weird really because i'd never the big cities i've been to were like portland seattle where yeah. they're not racially the segregated melting total melting pots yeah um i don't even know places like that still existed um in like it, it just seemed like a f- total foreign thing to me i imagine it's probably still like that in a lot of places but um mm-hmm. i the we got it none of my friends knew either so we all got in this shuttle and asked the driver to take us to the closest grocery store which we had googled yeah, and uh, he's like, "Oh no, we can't go to that one." And I was like, "What? Why not?" Uh, and he's like, uh, "It's not our part of town." And I was oh. like, "What?" Uh, and uh, we had a coxswain uh, named Maggie who was really just like she was the boss, basically. And she's just <laughs> like, "No, take us to that store. That's the store we're gonna go to. We only have this much time. It's the closest store. Take us to the fucking store. Make shit happen." And um. Yeah, that's that's who like steers the boat. She's <laughs> she's the boss all the time, and yeah. So he's like, "All right, whatever you say, I'll be in the car with it running." And yeah, it was really really strange. And he actually really did keep the car running, and like I, he seemed like he was afraid. It was it was the most bizarre thing. And so we went in the <laughs> store, and it was a little <clears throat> bit different. I'd never been into like a, a black neighborhood store where it was like, um, so I was looking for sunscreen. Um, cause I'm pasty ass <laughs> you ain't me find that there. in Oklahoma city. <laughs> they didn't sell it. And the guy, I asked the guy and he laughed in my face <laughs> and, um, then he walked me through the store and like pointed out all of the like most culturally black things he could yeah. uh, and asked and like held him in my face and asked if I wanted them. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. It was, it was, it was actually really hilarious. Uh, and yeah, but it was kind of a culture shock. I didn't, I, the fact that I didn't know that kind of a place even really existed, yeah, is probably a problem. Like we should be more mixed, right? Like uh, it, okay, but so, so, Fred Myers, similar situation. Fred Myers here, yes. Went there looking for I don't remember what the fuck it was, but I was walking the aisles, 
<laughs> I got to like the body washes and the hair stuff and all that shit. And I'm walking and they have probably like <laughs> a two foot wide section of ethnic product. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it was labeled? <laughs> I I don't remember if it was labeled, but it stands out. Like you get all this like dying blonde hair, blah blah blah, uh-huh. blah blah blah, and of course it's white people on the boxes. So it's you see light, 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 light. And all of a sudden you just see this little sliver of like black people shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I imagine so. And that's like that with most things in most stores. Really, yeah, it's kind of weird, but it's funny to me. It's like. That is crazy. Like I come, like I moved out here from Tacoma, Seattle area. So, like you said, I'm used to seeing like, yeah, that's a very mixed area. Every mix, every color, every shade. You know, here it's like when I see another black person, it's like unspoken communication. Like, I was gonna say, are you obligated oh, shit, to say hi? Yeah, it's like it's like the biker wave or the uh-huh. jeep wave. Yep. It, <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. People want to connect. <laughs> that that same like drive to connect with that guy because he just because you guys are both black, right? Uh, is it, for some people is confused and twisted into being afraid of people who aren't like me. Yeah. Like if you get so comfortable, because uh, everyone has that built in. Like we just like are born with this need to connect and this need to find sanctuary and protection within a group. Human nature. Yeah, we're we're colony of creatures. Like. It, it's it's pretty clear we can do that with any color, race, whatever, and just we can make it work just as well. But yeah. um, with like gut reactions, like quick judgment stuff, there's studies that show that like a lot of people have a tendency to choose things that look more like them. Like yeah. so, it, it makes sense. Yep, it, it's, it's pretty easy to just like monitor that. Do you cross the street because? It's uh, a person you don't know. Oh, it, like I don't know. There's a joke I, I heard recently that put it really in a funny way. But <laughs> um, I don't want to steal the joke, but I'm gonna try to paraphrase it because it's actually kind of <laughs> kind of smart. But Let's like, see what you got? Two normal dudes walking down the road, and I don't want to get robbed. I'm in a city I don't know, so do I cross the road because I would cross whether he was black or white, but now I'm going to stay here because I don't want to seem racist (laughs) to cross the road, even though I'm afraid no matter what color he is. Um, Like, which is probably like more of a women scenario because they, uh, now I'm being sexist. I'm a racist and a sexist. Motherfucker. But um, you know what I mean though? Like uh, people are, they're overthinking it. Like, let's just Seriously. be people and you, just try you know to relax. It's, it's a real thing, too. And I I don't really key into it, but I I do notice it. And my fiance, as well as my daughter-in-law, they notice it now because they're with me, uh-huh. you know. Um, people are afraid of what they don't know about or yeah. what they don't know. Here's an example. I went to buy some work pants at Tractor Supply Store. In Warrington, what was it, last week, we go. I like that place. Uh, dude, that place is badass. That's really don't cool. Look, I didn't think they have, would have as much shit in there. Yeah, she's not much to look at. Uh, passing you get by, in there. You're, you're like, huh. Yeah. When you get in, It sounds like shit. it's just got tractor stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, Went in there, and uh, there's this like old man walking and watching us. My daughter-in-law sees the first. She, she pipes up. She says to me and her mom, she goes, this place screams hate crime. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, 
And so we're laughing about that time we turn around and start walking. And so this white guy starts walking. And we turn around and look at him. And he makes eye contact with us. And he just turns around and walks away. I can't remember what the fuck she said, but it was hilarious, dude. But it's just like he says, like, they're afraid of what they don't know. Yeah. What they do know is, like what we touched base on earlier, what they see, what the media portrays, you know. Yeah. People are also afraid of looking stupid. Yeah. Um, especially with the woke culture. Um, yeah. Like, not everyone went to a liberal arts college and knows what they're supposed to say. Right. Like, a lot of people didn't. Um, I did. So I, I know how to walk the line and say all the right things, but I feel like that's a shitty way to live because it's not real. So I just try to be a real person. And like, that's the best way to be, man. Yeah. It, I, maybe there's more people who are, are secretly racist than I think, but I, I don't, be. I really don't think there is. I think if, if people just relax a little bit and try to be good people and connect on a person to person level, we need to talk about the stuff that's important. Like, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement is, is good. Um, but as far as the nitpicking stuff, like microaggressions and things like that, I, I feel like we could just get over it. Yeah. And look, I've heard the history of this place used to have, like, the highest KKK per capita or some shit like that in that story or something. I, I've heard things like that about a lot of places. I don't though. know how true it is. I don't know what the deal with that is. But honestly, like, I honestly deep down feel, like, accepted around here. It seems like and you have found your, your niche here. I think so, dude. I, I generally feel accepted and, you know, I would hope, but it seems like You're definitely accepted from what I can like, see. Honestly, like me and accept me for who I am and shit like that. It, it's a really good feeling. That's really nice to hear. I yeah. think rural communities especially get labeled as like, oh, you're automatically racist because yeah. you're, you're Republicans or because you're you live in a place where they don't have a Walmart. Yeah. But... It's not true. And you know, it's crazy. I don't How much city you live in? How you did? I lived like, in Arcata, California for nine months. Okay. And then I lived in Bellingham, Washington for five years. And Tualatin, Oregon for six months. See, like, growing up in the city, like, yeah. Like, it's vice versa. It's, I mean, it's two-way street. Like, when I was younger, before experience of this, yeah. What I seen, like of being out in the rural country was like shit like wrong turn. Yeah. Or like, uh, what's that famous one? Uh, oh, uh, deliverance. Deliverance. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Like, it's just like the boys in the hood thing we were talking about. It, like it, it it's goes just both stereotypes. Ways. It goes both ways, man. Picture, making pictures <laughs> that aren't quite like reality. All right. Yeah. Well, that was a very, very wise point. We just reached. <laughs> it did. We're on to something, man. <laughs> yeah. It's all seriousness, though, this is the kind of stuff that is good for, for race relations when just two people who are different race hang out and chat. Yeah, for real, dude. I mean, there's nothing fucking wrong with that. Yeah, and I think it's really easy. It's just like we live in the same, pl- we live in the same place. We Our lives are, are pretty connected, so it's it's easier. But yeah. Like, uh, yeah. But then again, you know how hard it is to meet somebody or hang out with somebody you don't know? It's hard. Look how easy it is for us. To come here and sit down for almost two hours now. Yeah. And just bullshit and have a good time. Podcasts are great. Right? <laughs> I, I now have an excuse to, to reach out to people who I just want to hang out and talk to. Yeah. And get to know. And I get to just have a beer and, and get to know you. It's it's 
it's fucking awesome. I think it's awesome. I'm, I've been stoked since you asked me to be on here, dude. And thank you for having me on here, man. It's fucking yeah. awesome. It, it's been a pleasure, man. I really, really enjoyed it. It's, I, I'm so glad I got to know you, and I feel like this is going to be a really good show, too. Yeah. We'll definitely have to hang out more. Yeah. You can come back anytime. I, you should come back on the on the podcast again. Dude, I, definitely. I will. Hell but yeah. We didn't cover a nearly enough conspiracy theories. So No, not at all. Let's do some research, come back with some hot, hot takes on some conspiracy theories. Definitely. All right, man. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you, everybody, for coming. It's been a pleasure, and we will see you next time. Bye. But I'm still fly. I'm still fly, I know. I'm still fly. I'm still fly. Let's go. It could all be worse. I could be a hater like you. It could all be to make the man, but that poison's going to kill you. Yes, now say it with your chest now. I'm young, I'm free. Can't nobody take.